It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore, Parks, James Seltzer with you. I just asked Elliot if he was ready to record, and he gave me a yes, sir. My man is ready. What up, B? I'm in regular season mode. Oh, buddy, no you might be in it. playoff like, mode. In you mode. might be in playoff mode like... way ahead of time. I don't even know. You're all you're on fire. Well, playoff mode is going to be like we'll have playoff pods in January. Hey, like buddy. that's when I'm telling you we will have uh... playoff pods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, this the, is so the exciting. real question, it's funny like now that it's regular season, like all off season I'm like, oh, I can't wait for regular season. I can't wait for regular season. And I love it. And now that I'm here, it's like every single minute of my day is filled with something, whether it's like practice, pod. So, but it's good. I and I will say this. It's good to be recording about a pod that's the best team in the NFC East as opposed to a team that's a dysfunctional dumpster fire. Yeah, you know? buddy. Like, you could say that again, Elliot. I think everyone talking and listening right now is feeling a lot yes. better about this team. And I feel you, dude. Like, inside baseball, literally, when I'm, uh, September with the Phillies and Eagles going is like my life is a disaster. It is just, it is just yeah. nonstop. Well, speaking of dysfunctional disasters i mean the phillies certainly seem to uh pretty psyched to, to stop box. talking about that team elliot why don't we why don't we do that right now let's talk about the team that, that matters the team that actually yes. gives us hope right now and look what a, what a week it has been uh you know look we everyone's been listening we know how the offseason went and where you know we were at and and after week one obviously i think uh if we're scoring it it's a, a big fat one and oh for elliot and a big fat own one for me um, but, but look, I want to, I want to get into it all because there's been a lot of excitement, but we also, you know, as a fan base, we know not to, to totally overreact to week one. Let's start with Hertz. I want to get, we're obviously going to look ahead to the Niners game. This is a massive game. And I think Elliot, the biggest thing about this game is that for most fans with what we're about to talk about, this is a measuring stick moment early in the season, you know, where a lot yeah. of people say, all right, you know, that was nice and all that, but beat the Niners. We'll get to that. I want to start with Hurts coming off the game, and we obviously reacted in the moment. 
but a few days out from Hertz's performance, what are you what are you feeling? What, like, because look, there's a anyone can go out and have a nice game and all that. And we've seen quarterbacks do that before, and we've seen guys go, you know, have a really nice start, and there's tape and all that stuff. But I don't know. At least to me, even a few days out, it feels real to me. I feel like this kid has it. I am. You know that this pod as a whole has been very pro Jalen Hurts a lot more than most. And everything I saw Definitely just made me yeah, a lot more. Made me more emboldened yeah. in my belief. Like I am I am all in on this kid, Elliot. And I know it sounds crazy after one week, but it's it's the combination of what we saw last year, who this kid is, the poise, the way he handles himself, the the, the unflappableness on the field, like thing after thing after thing after thing that you look for in a franchise quarterback. This kid is delivering, and I know it's early, Elliot, but I am I am super excited about Jalen Hurts. So as we started the pod with me saying, I've been like running around today. And so me and you didn't actually talk about what we were going to talk about, what we we're going to lead the show with. And I'm so happy you picked Jalen Hurts because I have so many Jalen Hurts <laughs> thoughts that I need, I need to get off my chest. Like yes. I feel like my radio hits on WIP are where I just talk Eagles. And then this pod is where I can be open and real with the real ones You're and just kind of right. vent and think out loud. Right. Yes. So. Here are my Jalen Hurts thoughts. Are you okay if I go on a bit of a, you Please, know, a Elliot, bit of a tangent here? The floor, okay. if, if anyone, if anyone in Philadelphia has earned the right to have the floor, sir, after that yes. week one game, the floor is yours. Okay. So if you've been listening to this pod for a while, you know that I pride myself on having takes and I pride myself on being willing to change my mind. So I am not afraid to have a take on Jalen Hurts. Like, I would, if I had a strong opinion on him, I would give it. But here's where I'd say I am with Jalen Hurts. I am in. I think he's going to be great. I think he's currently great. And something I've said on this pod that I heard Joe DeCamera say this week, and I, I agree with, which is I am just have to be honest. And, like, after seeing what happened with Carson Wentz, I just don't feel a need to, like, say, okay, the Eagles found their guy for the next five years. Because, like, we just have no idea. So – does that mean that I don't like Jalen Hurts? Like, no, I think Jalen Hurts is go- is like, I think he's probably gonna be a top 15 quarterback this year. I think he, he is like, I was wa- at his press conference on Wednesday and just listening to him and watching him. Like if I could build a quarterback personality wise, like that would be it. Like that would be it. Like he has, he checks every single box. And when you consider the fact that he completed 77% of his throws or whatever it was in week one, he checks that box too. Like there are not boxes that Jalen Hurts does not check. But I also just think, like, I have no idea what's going to happen in three years. So, like, I, you know, they, they can't even pay him for another two years. Like, even this offseason, if they wanted to hand him a franchise quarterback contract, they're not even allowed. Like, they can't even do it until after the third year of his rookie deal, right? Because he was a fourth-round pick, so they can't do it after his third year. So I love the conversation about what Jalen Hurts could be in the future. And I think I don't think it's like a super small sample size. Like we've seen this guy be successful. If you think about his career with the Eagles, right? We saw immediately when he got the when he got on the floor, uh, the the court. God, wow! Immediately got on the field <laughs> against the Saints. We all finished that game and said, "Okay, yeah, he's legit." In the Cardinals game, we all finished that game and said, "Okay, yeah, he's legit." Like the Cowboys game was not great. Like he started off. So I just think time after time, every time our eyes have watched Jalen Hurts play, there's been very few times where we've said, "Oh, I don't know if he has it." Right? Like what? What would the example be? Maybe Washington, where like the whole team was I mean, trying to lose. Even then, so, I, I don't. I they, they didn't play anybody. <laughs> I, like right. I, I, I threw, and, and I thought he looked okay. I know he didn't have a great game, but I thought like considering the circumstances, he looked fine. 
he didn't look bad. Like exactly. he never looked overmatched. Exactly. Like he has never, and, Elliot. He has never once looked like he didn't belong on an NFL field. Right. And now I have the advantage of having seen him for two full training camps. Like I saw him in this most recent one. So I've seen more of Jalen Hurts. And I can tell you guys, and now I think I've been proven somewhat right. Like when I was saying he looked good in training camp, like he comes out and plays well. But in training camp, he doesn't look overmatched either. So I think that Jalen Hurts checks every single box. And if you want to say, Elliot, you have to decide, like, will Jalen Hurts be the starter in week one from three in three years from now? I would I would vote yes. But I also think that after watching what happened with Carson, where nobody could have been more in on Carson this entire city, right? Like, I said he was the best player on the Eagles three years in a row. I thought they'd win the Super Bowl in 2018 when he was coming back from his injury because I thought he was that good. Same. But having having watched the way it all fell apart for him so quickly, like, I kind of think it's a pointless exercise if that that whole tangent makes sense. No, I think it, I think it makes a ton of sense. And I, I think it's more a question about, you know, projecting and and calling people something. Because, again, I think the key thing with Wentz is, like, the dude got hurt and was never the same. Like, flat out, period. And then the Foles thing, and you add all these little things, and it and added up and led to, to Carson not being that player. He was never the same guy ever again in his career. And, yes, anything can happen. You're so right. Jalen can get, you know, God forbid, Jalen can get hurt and never be the same, never have the same speed or whatever it is that just takes – five or 10% away from his game, and he's never the same player. That is absolutely possible. But all we can do right now, and, and I think it's a good point to not put too much uh, a pressure or not, you know, not that he feels it, but as a fan base, a pressure on Jalen to be like this more than he needs to be. All he needs to be right now is a freaking good quarterback in the NFL for the Eagles right now. And, yeah. he, and he is, and he is. He is poised, he is calm, he's collected, he makes great decisions, he has all the athleticism you could want. And he's a damn leader, man. Like, those guys follow him. Those guys believe in him. The way he talks, the way he carries himself. I mean, this week comes out, you know, talks about the, uh, I mean, the classicest, most classic, classicest. That's where I'm at. The the most classic Elliot Shore Parks answer that Jalen Hurts could have given asked about what stat he cares. My man says wins. And, And again, like, I know it sometimes sounds cliche and I know all that stuff, but it's, it's who this guy is, you know, and, and I do, I think it matters so much. I mean, if anyone's listened to this pod for a while, they know that I've, and you know, I, I say it all the time, like I am an above the shoulders guy when it comes to the quarterback position. Like, obviously you need talent, you need physical abilities, but I think what's going on above the shoulders is is maybe even more important. And if nothing else, it's 50-50 between what's going on above the shoulders and below. And I, I just, I can't remember a 23-year-old kid coming in here with, as much above the shoulders as this kid has, the way he carries yeah. himself, the, the the way he goes about his business, it's like it's like we created him in a lab from that perspective. It's like we created him in a lab and said, what is the perfect attitude, leadership qualities, all this stuff for this city? It's that kid. Like, it's crazy. He's so perfect for this city. And, and Carson is a perfect example of the counter of that. Like, As much as whatever, you know, good luck, Carson, whatever people want to think about him or whatever, like, the dude wilted. I don't care what anyone else says. He wilted here. He couldn't handle it. That will never happen to Jalen Hurts. He might not be good enough someday. Maybe people figure him out. Who knows, right? But he's never going to wilt. It's never going to be cut because this kid can't handle this city because at 23 years old, he's perfect in that respect. Well, what's interesting, you know, I think of what you've heard a lot about now that more and more people around the league have watched the Eagles-Falcons game. Because let's be honest, like Eagles-Falcons, as excited as we were for it, was not the marquee matchup of week one. Like no, there were really? other games Are you sure? that the rest of the league was. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, but it's, okay. it's, I think it was Ryan Clark 
Ryan it was. Clark from ESPN it that was said Ryan this. Clark. Like, he was in complete control of the game. Yep. And I agree with that. But just from a personal experience, like, I've been at a lot of press conferences. And I after Jalen's press conference this week, I tweeted it. But also, like, I was just talking to people, like, around the team. And I'm like, that dude was in complete control of the press conference. Like, you can, like, Jalen got up there. And he's like a brick wall in the way that, like, Nothing gets to him. He doesn't. He will not answer what he doesn't want to answer. He will give you what he wants to give you. And when he's done talking, he'll just stop talking. Like I see so many players that get up there and they'll answer the question in the first ten seconds, and then they just keep going. And it's like that's when they get themselves in trouble. Jalen will give you a seven-word answer if that's what he decides it needs. And like it, I think though, and I guess where I'm going with this is, I think it speaks to like who he is as a player too, in the way that like. He is just it Doug said this last year. You have to check sometimes to see if he has a pulse. Like nothing bothers this guy. And let me jump on one thing you said. Like I agree Carson wilted at the end of last year. But I'll also say that like in 2016, 2017, and then part of 2018, like I think we probably would have been on this pod and say, like, Carson gets it, Carson can handle the city, and then things change and he couldn't handle it. So we will see if Jalen can handle it. That's fair. But I think Jalen is better set up to handle it because I'm like on this such a tangent right now. The other thing that I was talking to people about this week is watching Jalen and Devonte has made me realize why you just draft Alabama players. Like it's like drafting somebody out of an internship in an elite college, right? Like at the end of the day, Carson came from North Dakota state in a small football town. You can say they're crazy fans, but like, let's be real. It's nothing like the NFL, right? Like, and I think ultimately that's what led to him wilting. Like he was not used to this. Like, Jalen got benched in one of the most watched football games probably of the year, right? Like Jalen went to a school where he had to be dominant every week. And you see that with Devontae too. Like Devontae's the same way. I can't tell you how many times reporters have asked Devontae, like, is the college game faster or slower? And he continually goes like, no, it's slower. And like, people keep asking him and he won't, like, he's just so calm and cool. And like, you can see the difference between drafting somebody from a little school and a big school. Like these guys are just more ready for the NFL. Yeah, and and to that point about Hurts at Alabama too, I, I do think you know, to your point, and I agree, it is you know we need to see him deal with real adversity here. But he's dealt with a lot of adversity. Like this is a kid who got benched in the national championship game. I mean that is adversity at its yeah. top level at that age. And again, also just what he did last year, coming into the hornet's nest that he came into, that whole situation to carry himself the way he did through it all. Like, I get your point, but I think even to this point, he has shown so much more ability to deal with adversity than Carson has, other than injuries. Carson's up with injuries. I get that. But, you know, I, I just, I'm so confident in his ability to deal with the pressures of the city and of the role. And that is such a big part of being the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. And and again, just to kind of wrap it up, I do think like again, I know this is a cliche and all that, but but it's I'm a cliches for or cliches for a reason guy because a, yes, a lot of times are. there there is real truth in them. And Jalen Hurts just has it, like he's got it, man. Like all you have to do, and and to the point you made about like how cool he is in a game, how nothing rattles him after a game in any situation, like. He just feels like he is, he has it, man. Like he has that ability to handle these situations. And I think that's such a big thing. And again, like I know, you know, and I want to get to the overreacting to week one because that's kind of what, you know, is happening and and can happen with this type of thing. But all we can do is take the evidence that we've been given and make our opinions based on that, right? You know, like we, 
take the the four and a half, five games he had played last year, the game we saw here, and all the time in between, and, and what he did in college and all this stuff, and make a guess, an opinion, a belief at what this guy is going to be. And to your point, Elliot, in three years, there could be 10 different things that happen that completely change the path that we hope he can be on. But all I can right. do is look at what I've seen so far and say, to me, what I see is a kid who has a chance to be a star and a kid who, yeah. if nothing else, has it. Well, I think he already is a star. Like yeah, in I mean, some ways know, he is, jer- sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but right. I know what you mean. And like, and I think another way, and I almost feel like as a media market and as a fan base, we're like entering a new relationship where like you have to learn from the last one, right? Like what happened with Carson at the end was every single day there was so much pressure of whether or not is he the guy, is he not the guy? Is he the guy, is he not the guy? Is he a top 15 quarterback? Me and Julio would debate with Ike and like we'd get into debates. And it's just like, you know, is he is he the seventh best quarterback or is he the 14th best quarterback? Like, is he fully healthy, is he not? Like, can you count on him, can you not? And I feel like with Jalen, we don't have to be there yet. You know, you're and right. I'm a big and I'm a big believer. And I, I don't like telling people what to talk about. And we're talking about it right now. And I enjoy the conversation. But I guess what I'm trying to say is if we learn anything from Carson, it's that like there's no need to to rush into anything. Just like they paid Carson too early. Me and you had that debate on the pod. I thought they paid him too early. Like all those things. Right. And so to your thing, like you think he can be a star. Like I think the NFL is a very week to week league. Like there's a cliche for you. Right. Like. He already is a star. Like the Eagles have a, the better quarterback going into this matchup with the 49ers than than you know they they have the quarterback matchup. Like he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and like we'll see in week three if he's like better than Dak. But ultimately, you you just can't like decide. Okay, he's the guy, and then all that pressure comes with it. And so I think it's like actually refreshing to say, you know what? I think he's the guy. But if he's not, like the franchise isn't screwed. Like they'll just go find another quarterback. And I don't mean to sound heartless about Jalen, but like I I don't think the Eagles should get into a point or as a fan base or as a media where it's like if he's not the guy, the franchise is screwed because they're not. So like, you know, I think we should enjoy Jalen and then we'll ultimately time will tell what the answer is. And again, to kind of go full circle as someone that enjoys having takes and as someone that's willing to change their mind, everyone would think that I'd probably have an opinion of like, yes, he's the guy no matter what. Like, but I don't I think that we're we're in a situation where we don't have to like do that you know we can have like a healthy relationship with Jalen Hurts <laughs> I like Does this make sense or am I like no 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 I totally get what you're saying I, I I do think there can be differences between having a take and and saying what you think he's going to be and then yeah the pressure of he's the franchise quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles I think they can be separate things but I, I agree with the, the general premise for sure all right let's get to the the and this is part of it obviously Hurts part of it but in general the the idea of over, and we'll get to the Niners in a sec, but the overreactions to week one um, in the sense that, like, look, for you, for someone like you who has them at 10 wins and, you know, a 10, 11 range or whatever coming into the season, it's not an overreaction. You see week one, you're like, yeah, I told you. They're going to be good. They're good. They're going to be in this. Right. Whereas for, for people like me who, you know, I see it, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, they're way better than I thought they'd be, but I have to pull myself back and say, all right, that doesn't mean they're definitely winning the division. That doesn't mean they're definitely going to end up better. I mean, there's so many things, to your point about Wentz, there's so many things that can happen over a course of a football season, obviously injuries being the number one, but just a lot of different things, balls bouncing, games go a certain way, whatever, that can that can impede your chance to be what you think you're going to be or what your team's going to be. But uh, I do think that I definitely can say after week one, and, and by the way, just for premise, you know, or for, uh, you know, kind of 
setting the the scene there we know like uh, last year the bucks lost week 1 you know like you can point to so many different things yeah. that happen and you're like I don't think the packers are going to be the worst team in football they lost 38 to 3 like obviously not you can't just take week 1 and and project it over the season but I feel very confident in saying and again god forbid injuries that really could hurt this team the Eagles are better than I thought they'd be. Like, without question, that game alone, like, I feel so confident saying that. I feel confident in saying that I think you were right. I think, I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but I think they're in it. I think there's a real chance they can win the division, which, as you know, as we've talked, is not something I, I've said it, there's a chance. Like, I said, of course, I, I coming into the season, I said five to nine wins. And if there's nine, you could right. win the division. But, like, I feel much more confident that they have a chance to win the division. I think it's fair. It's it's finding that balance between overreacting to a dominant game, is Atlanta bad, this and that, all that stuff, and 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 there are things you can take away. I think you can take away that the Eagles are going to be better than we thought. What do you think about this whole kind of thing? Because it's basically what we've been dealing with on WIP. Is, is Are the Eagles good? Are the Falcons bad? Is it somewhere in the middle? And as someone who, who does mm. think the Eagles are good, like forgetting what you thought coming into the season, what is your, your opinion of this kind of whole situation right now with the week one overreactions? Well, I think what's interesting, and I'll just use, because like obviously me and you have talked about the Eagles quite a bit. Like I would say I have a, I have a good opinion. I have a good read on what you thought of the team. I would hope and so. And I think. I would hope Yeah, so. right? It's yeah, like, I would hope so. Unless you're like, but, say your points on the pod and then just start writing or something and don't pay attention. I, right. I would be pretty just hard. Put it on there. mute. Check Twitter. <laughs> Um, open the parks app, but, uh, like, so here's what I would say. I don't want to say the mistake you made, but I think like where a lot of people like the depth on this team is an issue. I would agree with that. But I think like people overlook the fact that the actual starters are not bad. And so like, it's not surprising to me that in week one, they play well because they were a healthy team. Like they didn't have to put like, you know, these backups in there. They like, if they lose Darius Slay or Steven Nelson, like, they're kind of screwed because like they don't really have anybody else back there. Like, so I think throughout a full season, that's when people's opinion, that's when like, you'll probably look more right than I will. Like in a full season, there will be those moments. But I think what a lot of people did is they did not like the, the actual 22 starters are extremely talented. Like they just are like the offensive line's very good. The defensive line's very good. Like the cornerbacks, you know, I think they're a top 10 duo, but like, even if you don't think that they're like, they're, they're both quality starters. So I, I think it's not over. I don't think people are overreacting to say that the actual, like the Eagles starters are very good and they will be in a lot of games. What I, where I think like the, where this could fall apart is to what you said, which is the depth. And we'll just see if they get hurt or not. Like if they stay healthy, they are a team that can absolutely win 11, like maybe even probably not 12, but like they'll, they'll be in a double digit win team. But then when they get injured, we'll find out if the, if the depth will, will bring them down or not. Yeah, and that's so my concern. And I, that's why I kind of brought this up because I think they're going to be better. I still – I would increase my weight. I would say I think they're on the higher end of my original prediction. But I still think well, they're Well, think like, about it this way. You had a win projection before the season. You thought they'd lose to the Falcons, and they beat the Falcons. That's true. So, like, that's there's true. one yeah. win right there. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm probably – if we redid it now, knowing what I know, I'd probably say they're, like, a nine-win team. Maybe eight, nine, somewhere in there. I'm closer to nine than to ten, I would say. Um, but to your point, like they could easily win 10, they could win 11 like that. That's where my, my opinion has shifted where to, again, and it is a great point because I still am absolutely concerned about the depth on this team, not as much at the, the, on the lines, which is great, but I think outside the, the offensive and defensive lines, you really start to worry about the depth. 
Um, and 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 your point, like, what if you lose both cornerbacks? I mean, that happens. We've we've seen it happen with the Eagles in recent years. Like, so there are things that could certainly derail this season, derail this team. But they're better than I thought they'd be, and I, I don't think that you can look at that week because again, even if Atlanta's bad, which let's be honest, I think Atlanta's probably bad. <laughs> they, they are, they're not like historically bad. No, like, but I think they, I think they're yeah. like a four or five win team. If you want to talk about what a four yeah. or five win team looks like, I think we saw it. But well, we, we saw it last year too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, they beat Atlanta's ass. You know, it wasn't like they they just right. squeaked by a bad team. Like they beat the. Earmuffs, they beat the shit out of Atlanta. Like, they owned their souls. And as we talked about, it could have been worse. They had a ton of penalties. They had two fourth downs they didn't convert. Like, they could, they had a, a chance for a field goal, went for it on fourth, didn't get those points. Like, it could have been worse. Like, it could have been worse. So, while even if Atlanta's a bad team, like, all you could do is beat the bad teams handily, and the Eagles did that. So, I think that is a really good sign for, you know, the potential of this team this season. And to your point, look, it's going to come down to and 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 to be fair, on the flip side of that, also the thing I didn't mention that should get mentioned is is the thing you talked about coming to the season a lot. Like no one knew what the hell the Eagles were going to do. You know, I do think that does matter. You know, obviously as they get a book on Sirianni, Gannon, and stuff, things will change. I am sure, but I, I just don't know how you could watch that game and not be emboldened to to feel better about this team than you did going in. Like I don't know how, I, and, and yeah. I know there are people who don't. Like there are people who say, "Relax, chill out." And again, like to their point, like we mentioned, Tom Brady lost week one by 11 points last year. The Jacksonville Jaguars won the first week of the season, didn't win again the rest of the year. Like you can point to these things that say, hey, look, you know, don't overreact to week one. And I do think that's fair. I really do. But I also think you got to use your eyes and see what you saw. And I saw a football team, to your point, heading into the season, a football team that feels like there's a real culture there, Elliot. Like it feels like these guys want to fight for each other, want to care about each other. And and you know, like, I'm a sucker for that. I think that shit matters so much. I think, like, and we saw it in 2017, but in this sport, the guy who goes out and wants it more, who cares more, fights with his brothers more, like, that stuff matters. And I, I, I did, and again, they won, so that helps with it too, but it did feel like this is a tighter-knit group than I expected not being down there seeing it. Well, and also, like, dude, the whole, like, crowd of people that are like oh everyone chill it's one game like what fun is that like we, like does anyone think that was three games did anyone watch that and be like they're now three you know like everyone <laughs> knows it's one game and also like if you think the team's going to be bad then wouldn't this be your opportunity to have some fun like if you think they're going to be bad then guess what there's going to be a lot of time enjoy it while you, you can, can kind of thing yeah yeah like, that. like enjoy while you can like me and you talked leading up to the game about how like we were nervous about it and we hope that they won because like it's just more fun to cover a team and talk about a team that's good. Like these past few days have been so much more fun than it would have been had they lost. So like everyone knows it's one game. We'll see if it if it like over a stretch of time and I'm going to sound like an NFL coach here, but like it's hard to win in the National Football League, you know? Like it's one thing to be a talented team. It's another thing to be a quarterback. Like Jalen can be really good for one game, but like we'll see if he can do it for 9 or 10 weeks in a row. Like that's a different thing. But ultimately, if you can't enjoy that, then, like, what's the point of watching the team? Like, if you can't enjoy that game and you're just going to be, you know, a a curmudgeon and be like, oh, it's one game. And I get that it is one game, all that. But, like, I don't know. That would be my advice to people is, like, just chill out and enjoy the team. Like, the the Eagles could not have been less fun the last two years, right? Like, every week it was a heated debate. They were ugly to watch every week. So, like, as I listen to the debate and I enjoy it and I'll have it, but, like, that would be my advice is just – 
like think about the fact that the Eagles are going to play the Niners at week one in the link. It's going to be a sold out crowd. And like, how much better is that than like they're coming off a game where they look bad and all that? Like, so I don't know. It's just one week. We know that. But like, right, like just live in the moment and enjoy the roller coaster of it. It's a, it's a fantastic point, Elliot. You know, I always say it like that. This is a choice for people. You don't have to root for the Eagles. You don't have to follow the NFL. You don't have to watch these games. This is your choice. It's your time. You're like, you have the opportunity to do whatever you want. You are choosing to do this. So in that vein, when it's going good, why not choose to enjoy it? Elliot, I'm, I'm really right. with you on that. All right. I want- so this morning, this morning, uh, I got a, uh, pumpkin spice latte mm-hmm. and I accidentally got a bigger size than normal and I'm now feeling the effects of that and I'm realizing I should not get that size drink anymore. Well, how so? Explain to me. I just feel more like riled up than I normally ah. like, I, I don't drink a lot of caffeine and I feel ah, like buddy. getting the larger pumpkin spice latte has made me like amped up. Yeah, ca- maybe it's a good thing. I don't caffeine know. has like no effect on me. It's such a shame. I mean, I don't get me what, wrong. What I, drink what a, a I drink a lot of coffee. It's just... Like I'm one of those guys I could drink an espresso and go right to bed. It's it's a real shame, Elliot. It's uh Well, it's hard to be a boss, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh Eagles Niners in one second. First, download the Park Sportsbook app. We are in the football season. It is time to have some fun with us. We've been having such a great time talking about these games, betting on these games, and now and now football's here and you can bet on games weekly. Tomorrow the Parks Pick Spot will be out. We'll go through every single game on the slate. You will get Elliot's soccer picks if there are any tomorrow on the pod as well. Um and just in general, like Elliot, how great is it to have the Park Sportsbook app and football together? I don't know about you, but Sunday was amazing for me. Well, the first thing I did on Sunday after we recorded the pod, and I should have done it before was checked MVP odds. Have you looked at the MVP odds recently for Jalen Hurts? Ooh, buddy, I have not. Lay it on me. Okay. Jalen Hurts, plus 3,000. Carson Wentz, plus 5,000. <laughs> yes. Jalen Hurts has pretty much that. Well, he has, he's a, he's the first, the person right in front of him is Lamar Jackson. The person right in front of Carson Wentz is Ryan Tannehill. That's just the best news I've ever heard in my life, Elliot. And, and honestly, I think that's wise. Like, yeah, Carson's I was just not about to say, MVP. I was just like, about to say, I don't think there's any question Jalen Hurts has a better chance to win the MVP than Carson Wentz, in my opinion. I know that's right. a lot are, of people. The Colts are done. We'll talk about this on the next podcast. Yeah, but the like, Colts are cooked. I can't wait to talk about done, that. They're done, So that's coming yeah. tomorrow. We'll go into every single game on the slate, dive into it all, and you can bet on it all. And you can also bet on player performances, the halftime score, rushing yards. You can bet on who scores first. And so much more with the Park Sportsbook app. It has easy deposits, great odds, and outstanding customer service. And here's the deal. New customers only. If you sign up right now, you get a free $50 sports bet. It's just a free bet. Free money for a limited time with no deposit required. So you don't even have to put any money in your account and they're just giving you 50 bucks. It is an unbelievable wow. deal. <laughs> unbelievable deal. Unbelievable I don't know how I, yeah. deal. Exactly. So just download the app in the app store or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. The website has all the details. Is a limited time offer for new customers. Only a free $50 sports bet with no deposit required. As always, you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem. Call 1 800 Here's, Here's what you do. Ready? You open the app, you go, you use a $50 sport bet. So I'm going to put it in right now. Jalen Hurts wins MVP. 
$50 wins you $1,500. <laughs> and those odds are going to go down. Like when they beat the Niners this week, and then, yo, like, God, oh, look at you. Dallas giving you, on Monday giving, night. Giving like, the pick away a little bit there. How, when they beat the Niners this week. Yeah. I like, it. I would get in on this now if I were you. All if right. I, if you're listening I love, to this I and you've this. never placed a bet, you literally just have to sign up and $50 wins you 15, potentially 1500 All right. Well, let's get into it because you just gave away the pick. And if anyone who follows you on Twitter knows that, You've written an article as well where, where it's, I mean, all right, let's just dive into Eagles Niners, and then we'll get to how the division's breaking and finish out a little later. But but Eagles Niners, and Elliot, uh, not only are you picking the Eagles, but you are, are basically putting it out there that this is simple for you. It is yeah. an easy pick of the Eagles. Let's dive in. What, what makes you so confident against a good Niners team? Well, let me ask you this, actually. Like, Are we sure the Niners are good? No, we're not, but I will say I think their roster is good, and I think they have one of the best head coaches in the sport, if not the the best. I mean, certainly from okay. it. See, that's where we disagree. Uh, from an, I, I, Belichick's the best. Obviously, he doesn't – don't count him in any discussions. But in terms of, like, just pure offensive mind, I think Shanahan's the best in football. So Kyle Shanahan has been the head coach of the Niners for four complete seasons. They've had a winning record in one of them. Yeah, and they've but been those like first, those okay, first and I know it's two the roster were, and the quarter. Like, I get two, all that. He came into a mess. He came into that chip one and fifteen team. Like, I don't think that's fair. I really don't. I don't know. I think for two years it's not fair. I think for one year it's definitely Dude, he, not fair. He like, went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo okay. is is like the twenty fourth best quarterback in the NFL. That guy took him to the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm just saying, come on, how man. many head coaches could be considered one of the best in the league with, uh, I, I like, did, I'm not, I'm not there yet with best head coach. I'm talking, I should have rephrased and I did. I think he is the best offensive mind in the league. That's what I think. He might be, he's up there, but like, I'm just saying, and I'm not even honestly, like if, if I was building a team and I got to pick my head coaches, Kyle Shanahan would be on the short list. So I'm not really arguing with you that much. I'm just saying, how many people in the NFL could survive a losing season three out of four years and still be considered great? Like, I understand circumstances led to each, but I'm also, and I've said this with, like, Carson and other people, like, at the end of the day, you kind of are what you are after five years. So, like, I don't know. It hasn't been five years, but a losing record in three out of four years does not exactly scream to me, like, team that they should be afraid of. Again, the first year he was taking over a 1-15 roster. The second year, Jimmy G got hurt, like, three games in or whatever, and he had C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins and all that. We know... We, how good did Kyle Shannon make Nick Mullins look? I mean, come on, man. Like, do we I mean, need I to I guess they lost to the Eagles last year, and the Eagles were right, one of the biggest but, dumpster but, fires. But still, <laughs> like, he made Nick Mullins look like a, a competent NFL quarterback. The year before, I'm talking about. Like, in, it, when, because again, he lost Jimmy. His second year, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Like, he had lost Jimmy four games into that season and was like, had Nick Mullins looking good, had CJ Beathard looking good. Like, they didn't win a lot of games, but like, I don't know. I think that's unfair. I get your point, and in general, I agree with that. I think that's unfair. He went to the Super Bowl in his third year with Jimmy Garoppolo and otherwise has dealt with a lot of, first of all, disastrous roster and then a lot of extenuating circumstances. So I don't know. Regardless, I think they're I think they're a good team. Like I think they have a better roster, you know, coming into the season than the Eagles. They've had some issues, some injuries, losing Jason Verrett hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Losing Raheem Mostert I- obviously hurts. And look, I, we could debate how much better or if it is better. I knew you would probably say it's not that much better, if at all better. I don't think it's better at all. Okay. Regardless, I, let's put it this way. Everyone else in the, the everyone in the prognostication business coming into the season thought the Eagles were a better team, or the Niners were a better team than the Eagles. That doesn't necessarily mean they are, 
But like no, I know I, everybody I know. did. You know the the Niners over under was ten and a half. It was four games more than the Eagles. So I, again, you're right. Like I'm not a hundred percent sure the Niners are a better team, but I think that most people would say the Niners are a better team. Is that fair? But aren't you surprised? No, yeah, that's that's definitely fair. But aren't you just surprised? And you know, I, I think it was a bit of a Freudian slip. And I agree with you. Like I do think Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Like I agree with you on that. I just think it's very surprising that they've had a losing record three out of four years. Like, I think their reputation. I remember last year when the Eagles were going into San Francisco, I was on the pregame show at Glenn Mack now, and my prediction was that the Niners were going to blow the doors off the Eagles, and it was going to be the moment where Lurie realized his his operation is broken, right? Then the Eagles went out and beat the Niners. So, like, I think a little bit the Niners' reputation is better than the product itself. Like, I agree. When I think of Kyle Shanahan and the Niners, I think of, like, one of the best teams in the league, offense is impossible to stop, like all these things. But in reality, like for whatever reason, whether it's like injuries, blah, like whatever, they've not been that outside of one year. There's only been one year where if you were playing the Niners, it was like, this is going to be a tough game. So like, I-, I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm wondering if like their reputation is like superseding itself. If, that, it's, if that's look, the correct it, it's, it's certainly possible. I, I, I Look, I generally... When a lot of people who know better than I do, you know, talk about them in those terms, I'm obviously more prone to to lean that way. I don't watch. Well, the James, Niners. not many people know more about the NFL than you, no. so don't <laughs> don't put yourself down, okay? Look, I think it's, I've done picks with you for a year, and all right, you know, I've been yeah, not too good. bad, not too bad. Look, yeah. I, I I get your point, and I do think the Niners are slightly overrated. I said that coming into the season, I expected the Rams to win that division. I didn't think the Niners were a a strong over team for me or anything like that. So I I think it's a really fair point. Like, I don't think the Niners are as good as some people say they are or think they are. I think that's fair. I just, they're way tougher than the Falcons. Yeah, exactly. I was, that's where I was kind of about to go is that they're, I think they're still a good football team. I I think they're still a playoff caliber team, whether they get there or not, like they're in that range. So, and I know it's at home as opposed to the road, but I think it's a a much stiffer test than Atlanta is, is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think it's definitely a, a tougher test for sure. Now, in terms of like X's and O's, so once again, I think the Eagles are going to have the advantages on the lines. Now, the the 49ers defensive line is very good. So this is not like where the Eagles should be expected to dominate, but I think that the Eagles have the talent to block the Niners. Now, it'll be a really big test for Jordan Mailata, like assuming Bosa lines up across from him. Like, Whether this Bosa is or where... D Ford, it doesn't really matter. They have two great ends. So really, either. but I agree, yeah. Bosa, if it's Bosa, it's like a big, big test. But either way, it's a, it's a big test for Mailata. And then Eric Armstrong, uh, I'm sorry, Armstead in the middle, like they have a lot of talent. Yeah, Fred, middle, Fred Warner, kind of Fred Warner is a, an amazing linebacker. Like they have talent on the defense for sure. They do. So it'll be interesting to see how the Niners attack the Eagles because I think last week what the Eagles showed on tape was a lot of short passes. Like th- like a lot of like, if you would have told me before the game that they were going to win by Jalen Hurts consistently hitting like five to 10 yard passes, I would have been concerned about that because I think consistency when it comes to his accuracy is still something he's working on. But I'll be interested to see against if the Niners kind of play up and try to make the Eagles beat them deep which I think could be advantageous, actually, because I think Jalen Hurts throws a better deep ball than a short ball. So there were uh, last week, I think the Falcons tried to take that away and make Jalen Hurts beat them underneath, and he did that like to uh, a, you know, a large degree of success. And I wonder when things flip, like because I do think the Eagles receivers also have the advantage over the Niners' defensive backs because, you know, as you mentioned, Jason Vred is out, right? Like 
uh, Josh Norman might play. He's not very good. Like their other starting corner might play this week, but he's not going to be 100%. So I think that the Eagles receivers actually have an advantage in, in this matchup. Yeah, I actually, that was something I actually, a lot of people talked about as a negative. I actually saw it as a positive from a Nick Sirianni perspective. I really do, and we haven't talked a ton about Sirianni at all today, but obviously we talked after the game about how impressed we were with his debut as a play caller, as a game manager, all that type of stuff. I, and again, we keep coming back to it, his post-game answer. This is something that, Elliot, I talked about, like, ad nauseum heading into the season in the offseason. As soon as we heard him say, you know, that I keep going back to Nick Sirianni talking about about putting players in the best positions to be successful and not forcing his system or his, you know, idea of what it should look like on the players and instead taking the players and saying, all right, what do you do great? I'm going to put you in a great position and scheming that way. I think that extends to your scheme. I think that, and he talked about after the game, right, that what's your game planning? He's like, players, players, players. It's all about the players. And I think that's, I think we see that. I think that that was a situational thing. I don't look at it as like, oh, that's what the Eagles offense is. I think that's what the Eagles offense was for that game based on what Atlanta yeah. was giving and so on. You know what I mean? And I, I think, no, I agree, yeah. And that's I think, a great point. Yeah, so I think that's, I think that I actually took it as a real positive that I, I think this this team, and you know, it goes back to the Gannon multiples thing on defense and stuff too. I, I really do think this team is going to be, and I've said this before, and it's what I was hoping for. And, and again, we need a lot more evidence. It's one week, but it's Belichick, right? Like Belichick's whole thing is like, whoever I'm playing, I'm going to play them. Like, and I'm going to play my team, my players, and I'm not going to, I don't have to be this. I don't have to be that. I'm this for a week, then I'm that for a week, then I'm that for a week, then I'm that for a week. And I, I do think that at least through one week, Sirianni preaching about playing to his players' strengths and also from a scheme perspective, you know, not to put him and Belichick in the same breath. Don't you know, Well, don't, I mean, it's only been one week, right? right? That's what the no, greatest coach of all time. <laughs> but I, I do think that I, I was really encouraged by that, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and it's you know, it's ironically like more comparing him to Josh McDaniels. I mean, I know Belichick's involved and everything, but he's the defensive coach. But in general, I get your point. Like I was talking about them on both sides of the ball. I was talking about them right. philosophically. The Patriots philosophically, offensively and defensively, are like a um a Svengali. Like they're like a I'm gonna be different each week. I can do whatever it takes, I can be whatever is needed for me to to win the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I also think like when I look forward, when I look ahead to this game, right, I think that the chances of Nick Sirianni being out schemed are slim. Like, I, I don't think if the Eagles lay an egg on offense, I probably think it'll it'll be because of Jalen Hurts. Like, and I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to lay an egg. But my point is, I think if Jalen Hurts plays like he did against Atlanta, the Eagles will definitely be in the 30s. Like, I think that Sirianni will have a plan available to him and that and he will adjust if needed where I believe in Sirianni's like coaching ability. I think he knows football. And like to what you just said, like it sounds simple to say, like every coach can, can get up there and be like, I'm going to coach my player's strength. But I mean, ego is a big part of the NFL. Like you saw that with Doug too and Carson butting heads, but with Doug in terms of a game planner, like ultimately coaches get hired because of their system. You know, like, like they get hired because they go in a meeting, they go, this is what I believe in. And then teams like that. So like, I think Sirianni actually being willing to adjust and look, we'll see if he does it on Sunday, but I think he will. But Sirianni really not having a system and just game planning for what his players do well, like is actually a unique thing. It, exactly. And I love it. By the way, Svengali, definitely the wrong word. I'm thinking of like a shapeshifter type thing. And I don't think I just it. pretended I knew what you were. Yeah. Talking well, about. either way, it was the wrong word. And I, I mean, Belichick does have Svengali tendencies, but uh, <laughs> did you hear um, Darius Slay this week? 
someone asked him a question and said, what would your assessment be of Jalen Hurts? And he was like, what do you mean by assessment? And I'm kind of like, is assessment a big word? No, like a, no, no. It's a rough moment for, for our, our, you know. <laughs> He's had a few rough moments our, here. Our let's, good buddy Darius. Let's, yeah. let's, Darius, it hasn't all been smooth sailing for Darius. All right. Um, he is fun at the podium, though, I will say. Ah, he is a good personality. Uh, yeah, he's he's entertaining as hell. All right, so we already know you're picking him to win. What is? What are you looking for this week? Like, what? What is it? Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. If you're right, at the end of at 4.15 on Sunday, you're right, the Eagles beat the Niners. Why? How did it happen? Because I think Jalen Hurts beats them deep. Wow. I think it. that if they win, like, we're, you know, like, we're looking at, like, two or three passes over 40 yards, like completed. Like, I think there are going to be opportunities to make plays down the field. And Jalen's going to have to hit them. Like, we saw him, you know, the preseason throw to Quez Watkins. Like, you can debate if he was held, whatever. But, like, that throw was there to be made, and he missed it. So, like, we'll see if he can do that. But I believe in all aspects of the team, but Jalen just has the toughest job, and it's just tough to do week to week. So my only hesitation would be, like, can Jalen go out and do it? And I think he will, and you'll see when I pick the final score. But, like... If if they win, it'll be because Jalen hits hits the deep passes that are there. All right, we'll get to our final prediction in, in a minute. Um, quickly though, a couple other things I want to get into before we get out of here. Uh, the NFC East, and obviously tonight, uh, uh, Giants football team game in Washington. Um, but just in general, in a macro sense, Elliot, it really feels like you know if you're someone like you who has said the Eagles are going to win the division. Things are breaking your way, literally and figuratively. Demarcus Lawrence breaking his foot is massive. He is the Dallas Cowboys' best player not named Dak Prescott, I think without question. And their only good defensive line. And by far their best defensive player, without question. Um, Big loss. Ryan Fitzpatrick, and now some can debate how good Taylor Heineke is comparative. I know he has a lot of people who really think he's going to be good, whatever, but you lose Ryan Fitzpatrick for for eight weeks, maybe longer. Like that, that's That's a tough one. I mean, and also just Ryan Fitzpatrick being the old guy with the hip injury. Tough bluff. Tough I know. bluff. For well, Fitz. it's almost like I said before the season, you shouldn't believe him. You <laughs> no, know? no, no. Um, <laughs> so, and then the Giants are just, you know, a trash team as we expect. What a dumpster. For, I love it. They're I so love, bad. Yeah, They're just so bad. I, like We are, we are our official position on the Giants, as Elliot said it so eloquently, earmuffs, fuck out of here, is proving yeah, like, to be the perfect position to have on the New York Giants, Elliot. Like who's taking that team seriously? Like it's just so simple. Their their lines are terrible. And I actually this is where I'm at with Joe Judge. Are you ready for this? I never thought I'd say this in a million years. I would rather have Pat Shermer as my head coach. <laughs> at least Pat Shermer knows offense. You know, wow. like at least Pat Shermer like has some type of like discernible <laughs> skill. Like what's Joe Judge bringing to the table here? Like press conferences where he sounds silly. Like seriously, what, what is Joe Judge strength? Yeah. Being a dick seems like it's pretty much right, his, like making people his, practice his hard. Whole, like, his okay. whole MO. Challenging scoring plays. Nailed it. Yeah, well that exactly. You heard about that, and, like, right? The dude challenged the dude challenged and... a scoring play. It's like you freaking moron. Like, what are you <laughs> right. doing? Like, if you're gonna be Mr. Like, if your whole thing's gonna be like the Mike Tomlin, like whatever, then like then you can't do things like that. You know, like if your literal only help on Sunday is that you're like the game manager, then yeah, you can't do stuff. Like if you're not bringing any scheming help to the table, then what are we doing? By the way, did you see uh, uh, your buddy, uh, former coworker, I, I would assume, Jordan Renan? You worked with Jordan, right? Um, yeah, at uh, NJ.com. Yep, Jordan Renan putting out an article um, that uh, in the building, 
The, the oh, I know. Daniel yeah. Jones' doubters remain strong and loud, but the Giants remain bullish on their young QB. A quote from the Giants building, if you don't see it, you're blind, Elliot. Who knew? So many blind people around in it's this country. It's, uh, how does and, anyone get around when we're all bumping into each other? Because we are all blind, apparently. Because I'm blind. Well, the funny and, thing is, when if I look at the Giants, like I definitely don't believe in the defensive line. I definitely don't believe in the offensive line. I definitely don't believe in Joe Judge. I think Saquon's career is like close to cook. Yeah, like, did you see so, the Ryan Clark tweeting out? And I thought it was a really interesting thought. It was either him or Dominique, Dominique Fox who were tweeting out, is Miles Sanders going to have a better pro career than Saquon Barkley? And, and my first thought was like, what? And I was like, wait. Maybe. Maybe. Dude, like, Saquon shouldn't be playing. Like, I respect the fact that he's trying to rush back, but the Giants are bad, and he's literally ruining his career by going out there. Like, he's not 100%. Like, I, if I'm Saquon, I wouldn't be playing. But regardless, if there was one part of the Giants where you said to me, like, eh, maybe, like, it's Daniel Jones, but to say that if really? you don't see you're blind is absurd. Really? Oh, my God. He's like, I think I I might, and I, I don't, I'm not, disagreeing with your Shermer over Judge thing, I, I could be swung that way, even though I think Pat Shermer's a disaster, but like I actually... Oh, I do too. I, I, do too. I know you yeah. do, and I could I could agree with that. I have more faith in Joe Judge than I do in Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is that uh, I bad. Don't. Oh, I think Daniel Jones is <sighs> the worst starting quarterback in football, maybe? Oh, wow. See, I'm, I mean, like, so let's put this... Right okay, okay, you ready for this? You ready for this? If I had to win one game, like if my team had to go out there tomorrow and win one game... I would rather start Tyrod Taylor than Daniel Jones. Would you start Joe Flacco? Yeah, I would start. Oh, absolutely, I would start Joe Flacco. Oh, okay. I, I think there's no question that Daniel Jones is worse than than backups. I, I'd start Gordon or Minshew. I think Daniel Jones is awful. Like, I think he is a disaster. That's how I feel about Daniel Jones. That's, but I, I guess where I'm, my discrepancy, my disagreement with you would Andy be, Dalton I don't think Joe Judge is, is succeeding anywhere. But, like, I could see Daniel Jones in the right situation. Like, I mean, he does have some raw ability. Now, don't get me wrong. He's kind of like a poor man's Carson, right? But, like, he – I don't know. I'm just saying of all the parts of the team, Daniel Jones is the one where I'm like, eh, maybe. Like, yeah. and that's Strong not even man. a compliment. Saying, like, Going eh, through, maybe is I would not take, exactly like a ringing endorsement. I would take Jared Goff easily over Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah. Course. I know, yeah. but that – I mean, that's the point. I'm looking through the league. Like, Jared Goff's one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. You know, right, but uh, my point is, I'm saying Joe Judge and the in the, the lines of the Giants will never be successful. Like I think there's a world right. where Daniel Jones. Oh, see, could I'm be saying okay. I'm saying Daniel Jones will never be successful anywhere. Right, in any we, that's where we disagree. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, either way, it's all bad. Like, the Giants <laughs> were favorite, had better odds of winning the division for the Eagles. Which, the to be fair, as down as I was, you know, at times this offseason, I've always been on board with the Eagles are definitely better than the Giants. Like, no question. And they flip now. I think the Eagles are plus 300. They are. The that is correct. The only shame of this all uh, with the Giants is that maybe they fired David Gettleman because of that. And that would truly be a shame because he is flat out the worst general manager in the football. I, I actually, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm pretty confident. I mean, he doesn't, he is a. Uh, it is wild a team of his went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but in a different era. Like, he just can't yeah, be a general a manager era, yeah. now. Like, it's the salary cap, all this type of stuff that general managers have to do that he's a disaster. He doesn't restructure contracts, man. Like, he doesn't create cap space. Like, <laughs> he doesn't like, trade in the draft. Yes, like, basic. Year, but, yeah. For the first time ever, the guy's been in the league for like 40 years or whatever, like 30 years as a or 20 years as a general manager or whatever. Like, first time you ever traded back. Like, that's pretty crazy. All right. Um, so we feel pretty confident. I, I think we can both agree right now. And, I know I said Washington coming into the season, but I do agree that I think Dallas is the biggest threat to the Eagles right now. I still think Washington can't be counted out, 
but I am with you. I am more concerned about the, after seeing how good Dak looked. I'm I'm more concerned about Dallas than I am about Washington. So my Washington take really quickly. I'm like a little. If I'm the Eagles, I'm like a little worried about Tyler Heineke just because Taylor? you don't know. Taylor is it Taylor? I think it's Taylor. I'm I can double check, but I'm pretty sure it's Taylor. I kind of like that better. Let me let me double check. Let me double check. It is Taylor. I am correct. All right, what did I say, Tyler? Tyler. It's a big difference. I mean, let's be real. It is. No, I agree. Taylor's way better. I mean, that matters. That type of we we yeah. we at this show, we care about such things. So yeah. here's my my hot take for the real ones at the end of the episode. The Giants Washington game will decide Washington season. Like if if he's good tonight, then I think you can still take them seriously. If he's bad and they lose to the Giants, like then it's a two-team race. Great call. Like I I cosign. Cosign. All right. Um Two other things before we get out of here, or before we make our pick and get out of here. Uh, just uh, little ones. Quickly, I just wanted to shout out the um, Devontae Smith uh, basically like saying, like, I don't do anything but play football. <laughs> he's like, right. he's Amazing. like, I go home. There was, so he got asked, what does he think of Philly so far? He's like, I don't know. I go home, I watch tape, I come back, I practice, and I play in games. Like, this kid is unreal, man. Like he is like That's what I'm talking about with like, these Alabama players. No, man. Who'd have thunk it? What a thought. Draft out. It's not like anyone on this podcast hasn't been yelling about yeah, this for true. years. All right. And speaking of which, uh, speaking of Alabama players, a quick shout out to all my Dickerson guys out there. All my Dickerson guys. It is on. My man's back. He's gonna be starting soon enough. Landing at those. I, Ike, Ike Small had a good game. He's earned Ike back for right now as opposed to Isaac. But, he did. Well, that's my question for you. Like, where are you putting him? I think he's the top backup right now, personally. He's he can top play, backup. Because he can play any of those three but... positions. I think he's your your left guard, right guard, center backup. I think that's what he should be, personally. Um, but I don't know. Look, they might put him in for Small, but I wouldn't. I, I think, you know, I've talked about this for years, and I think not like this is breaking news, but... You know, I'm a big believer that the most important thing with offensive line is chemistry, cohesion, knowing the guy next to you, working with them, working as a unit. There's no reason to mess with this right now, I think. No, agreed. Yeah, that's a tough thing when, like, so I was at practice and I saw him and I'm like, oh, he looks like he could play. But part of me is like, like, where? Yeah. You know, and then I guess in 2022, you say, like, presumably either Brooks or Kelsey will be gone. But I don't know. Like, if the Eagles are actually good this year and Kelsey plays all 16 games, are we sure he's retiring? No. I don't think so, but either way, then I would move Samalo. I like next year to start. I'm, Landon Dickerson is a starting offensive lineman. I might move Brooks. Regardless, whatever. Next year, Landon Dickerson is a starter for me. And I, yes, and, and let's be honest. Be. Let's yes. be honest. It's very likely that he'll be a starter at some point this season. Guys are going to get Agreed. hurt. It happens yep. every year. So uh, I just want to give a shout out though. My man's back, full practice, like fully there, way quicker than most people. Remember, oh, they're drafting a red shirt year guy, someone who can't even yeah, play. You were right. You were right. Thank you. Shout out to You're my right. th- shout out to my thinkers. Stay healthy. You were right initially. <laughs> All right, uh, it's time. Elliot Shore Parks. We already know you're picking him. What is the line right now? Is it three or three and a half? I know it's gone back and forth. I believe last time I looked on the Parks app, it was three. It was three and a half. At least okay. it was like an hour good, ago. Good, good, I mean, good. I can double check. No, no. But... Let's go with three and a half. Let's go with three. And a half. That's what the line was last week when we made our pick. So for synchronicity, that's good. Uh, Elliot Shore Parks, your pick, sir. Eagles, are, look, like some games are simple, like I X's and O's, blah, 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 like whatever, like do your all 22. Some things are simple. And this is one of those moments. 
The Eagles are not losing their first game back at the link with a sold-out crowd. Like, they're just not. They're not losing this game. Maybe they won't win it in the fashion, I think, but they're not losing the game. The Niners are not coming from the West Coast to the East Coast in a 1 o'clock game and beating the Eagles. Last year, the Eagles beat them in San Francisco, and basically the only difference is Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I think I think actually Bosa didn't play, so that, that counts too, obviously. But, like, regardless, Garoppolo is not a big enough difference. The Eagles are going to win this game 31-21. to 21. <laughs> They're getting in the 30s. It's just a matter of I, honestly, I think it, it could be worse. Like the Eagles are getting in the 30s. I and I, I think there's a better chance that the Eagles give up under 20. Like I think there's a chance the Eagles give up under 20 points. All right, confidence abounds. I love it. Um, uh, one thing. By the push- way, it's three. It's not three and a half. Oh, that's a killer. That's a killer, Elliot. It's gonna force you to have a take. Well, so you'll see what I do. I'm gonna do something as usual. Uh, but first, one thing I have to push back on, uh, Howard Askin was on the air today and said that the Niners are actually staying in West Virginia this week. So they're not going all the way back to the West Coast before. Okay. So, so it won't be a, again. Yeah, it won't be a West to East the morning of type of thing. But but still, like it is a West Coast team playing on the East Coast and all that. Um, so here's what I will say. Um, I'm incredibly positive about the Eagles' chances on Sunday, far more than I thought I would be. I agree with you that I don't see the Eagles losing the first game back at the link. It's hard to envision. I do think the Niners are better than you think they are. Um, I think it'll be a closer game than you do. Here's what I'm going to say. Last week, I picked the Eagles to cover. I knew this way you are going. But lose the game. So I'm not going to be the reason for anything going bad. I'm not going to mess with this. I'm taking the Eagles with the points. To lose by one point, mm. just know I don't necessarily really think what I'm saying. This is this is both like the all-time move and an all, all-time cop-out. Well, I, 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 a bit of both. I, 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 I understand what you're doing. I, I know you don't have to say it. Then it I can't. Like, yeah. I know what you're doing. I just right. have to do this. Like I, I, I understand. I get it. I, you know that I am like this. I have to do this. So I know, and that's why I knew this is what you were going to do, and I respect it. I'm Other t- people, I wouldn't allow. <laughs> but for you, I'm allowing it. All right. Either way, I can't. Well, let's put this way, man. I never, Elliot. I never thought I'd be so excited heading into game two. Like I really didn't. I really didn't think I would have this. I tried much to tell juice, you this season was going to be. You fun. did. You did. And so far, so good, buddy. You got any final thoughts? No. Love it. You said everything you needed to say. Check yeah, us out. It's all out there. Tomorrow, Parks Picks Pod. We'll give you some winners. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll do better than last week. For oh, it's just <laughs> so sad. <laughs> this weekend, we'll do better. I promise. Parks Picks Pod tomorrow. Saturday is return to the radio. You will yes. not be missing this week. Elliot Short Parks with me. On Saturday, WIP, check us out. And, of course, the post-game pod after the game on Sunday. So until then, I'll do what I did last time. Two words for you. Go Birds. He's Elliot James. Mm. We'll see you guys soon. 